Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we've got a great show lined up for you. It's coming again from the venue of the International ASI Convention being held this year in Spokane, Washington. We have got an amazing guest sitting right in front of me, Jim Brackett. Jim is the director of Live Better Seminars. It's great to have you, Jim. It's really special to be with you, Dave. Jim, you are someone, and I'll just be honest with you, I've been doing this work for quite a while, but many places where I've been in the world, literally, I've heard the name of Jim Brackett. You've been doing a lot with health education, a lot with seminars, and uh, you've seen some amazing things in your life, haven't you? We've had some incredible privileges, Dave, in uh, our effort to help people get well, and Uh, One of the things that has turned out to be kind of more prominent in our work is the fact that uh, diabetes is becoming such an epidemic, even in Western countries, but uh, in the islands of both the Pacific and the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, the country that has the highest rate of diabetes in the whole world is a Caribbean country named St. Lucia. Most everybody's heard about that. Mm -hmm. I think we've been there 10 times. Wow. And uh, one of the stories that has come out of that is that um, we go there, we do a, we've done several kinds of things, sometimes all day long for five days, sometimes every night for five days. Uh And there was this very distinguished lady, you know, the regular island people, it's almost a third world country. We have taken physicians there with us and we're driving around and they look at me and they say, because they, you know, worked in third world countries. They say, this is a third world country. Hmm. It's true. It's emerging. But so here was this very dignified looking lady, unlike, you know, most of the folks that just come because they're sick with diabetes and Mm -hmm. so forth. Mm -hmm. She came every night with another dignified looking lady, different one every night. Oh, really? Yeah. Ladies in a beautiful, nice, professional looking suit, you know. Uh She came to me the last night and she said, and I'm going to use the American equivalent. She says, I'm the White House chief of staff. Oh, really? Wow. So, so she's the prime minister's chief of staff uh-huh. at, what, at what they call the prime minister's residence. Now, it's a small country, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, just under 300,000 people and so forth. But nevertheless, um, she said, I would like you to come back to the island as soon as possible and hold one of these programs at the prime minister's residence. Wow. I want uh, to have all the state ministers wives these are you know the transportation department right. and all of that she said they're all excuse me fat hmm. and uh, so within about eight months we were back where we had a time a, a date that would work and um i was kind of uh, uh here i am in front of all these dignitaries it wasn't just the women that came the archbishop's chef came uh, the the ambassador to the whole caribbean islands for the united nations came and, and on and on and on uh-huh and I was a little bit intimidated, but I found out short order, they're just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a lecture at four o'clock. There was a break. I did another lecture. And then my wife, Neva, prepared the evening meal. Mm-hmm. And as the week wore on, we began to have really a lot of nice conversations with these people. And 
and the speaker of the house, a lady, came to us that last night and she said, you know, Tuesday we have a parliament meeting and I would like you to fix this meal wow. for parliament at noon next Tuesday. Could you do that? Well, we were going to be in town on the island another week for other meetings. and mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they got the meal together. And actually, Sunday, we were out shopping, and we bumped into the Speaker of the House. And she said to me, you know, I've been thinking about this. I don't want to make the, the Parliament feel like we're boxing them in with this plant-based meal thing. Mm. So what I'd like to do is have our regular chef have the, a meal, and, and you guys have your meal, and we'll let them have a choice. Okay. So I, she said, is that, is that okay? And I don't know. I said it's okay, but I... I, did, I, I really didn't want it that way. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So uh, Neva and her team showed up with the meal at 12 o'clock, and the uh, caterer wasn't there. Hmm. He didn't make it till 2 o'clock. Wow. So all they had was the meal that she had originally talked about. <laughs> and the prime minister was so pleased, he came to his chief of staff. Her name is Celeste. Lovely lady. Mm -hmm. Sharp warm, capable, uh -huh. um, just a great lady. In fact, she, every time there's a new prime minister, she quits and really wants to, wants to uh -huh. go back to a uh -huh. normal life. And the next prime minister comes along and says, I have to have you. I, I, I have to have you working. Wow. In the wow. That's a whole story. So we thought that was rather remarkable uh, that, that, that they got the meal anyway. Mm -hmm. well, well, they liked it so much that the prime minister came to, to uh, Celeste and said, look, uh, next Thursday, we're having all the dignitaries from the islands come for a big meeting. From various Caribbean islands all are going to be yes, there. Yes, all of wow. them. Wow. Uh, would you serve this meal to them wow. uh, on that day? And so, and, that's, and, and he's done that time after time after time now. Every time there's any kind of a meeting, he wants this plant-based meal that we serve there. Tremendous. Now, for those who don't know you and your work, my wife, and, and I don't know if she's ever told you this, but I know among her favorite cookbooks are some written by you and your wife. We've published three. They're all plant-based, unrefined foods. I don't use the V words, mm -hmm. vegan, vegetarian, because you can be a junk food vegan. Okay, you can be fair a junk, enough. Junk food vegetarian. So you can eat white sugar. That's vegetarian. Well, right? so are potato chips. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> so you guys are trying to help people eat more of these whole foods that indigenous peoples throughout the world have valued for centuries. Such as the Navajos, who were once the most healthy people you could imagine. They had a mantra that says, "If you run every morning, you'll run when you're old." And they raised their food in their gardens. Today, it's totally different. 80% of the Navajos today get diabetes in their lifetime. 90% of the Pima Indians, I'm talking about American natives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get diabetes. And we've worked a great deal with the Navajos, especially in, in our work. Tremendous. So basically, you folks have been out there, whether it's in the islands, whether it's here in the United States, you're making a difference, and you've got resources that are available. Before we finish up, we want to let people know about some of that. That's not why we've got you on the show, but... I mean, I'll tell you, people don't have to travel to St. Lucia or, uh, you know, anywhere else where you're presenting, although we'll give them some opportunity to connect with you. So basically, you and your wife making considerable inroads there in St. Lucia, just really, it sounds like 
changing the whole perspective of the country. I mean, are people telling you that anything's different as far as the uh, disease rates, or is it too soon? Well, it's hard to make that big of an impact. Actually, the last time we were there, they took us to meet the governor general, hmm. who had sent her chef to those classes I okay. mentioned, and she was, and she told her chef, from now on, you just use this cookbook. Wow. This is the this is the like, above the prime minister in this case because. Uh, the the nation is connected with the crown. Uh-huh. There is a a crown a, a appointed person who they call the governor general. Oh, okay, it's a little bit of a titular head, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, she is she is essentially like the queen, if you will. Fair enough. And yet the administration is all handled by the prime minister and so forth. But um, it's still tough to make inroads. I have said to them over and over, you need to quit paying us to come here. We we don't we don't charge for ourselves, but the expense of getting us there. Right. Uh, and so we spent a whole two weeks one time training local people. And I, I taught them how to do all the lectures. We, we, we showed them everything. Mm-hmm. And a few of those people are now doing it all over the island. And we haven't been back now for three years or something uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. It used to be that we went every year for a long time. Wow. So basically, you are taking this message of how people can change their lifestyle simply, get well, but you're not just doing it in distant places. You actually are running a residential or live-in facility right in your own backyard, not far from here in Spokane, Washington. Is that right? That's correct. About about 70 miles north of here. We, When I retired nine years ago, we purchased 40 acres, a fabulous piece of property. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have built cottages okay. where our guests stay. We have a six-day program that goes from Sunday through Friday. Uh-huh. And uh, I do the lectures. I have degrees in these fields, you know. Right. We have some master's in public health. Master's in public health. I'm Uh also a physicist. I have a master's degree in physics. So I have this scientific background that's a help. It's a real help in Uh in trying to get a hold on what's going on with people. And uh, my wife is a widely recognized, uh, capable. I'm biased. I I don't think she has a peer, frankly. But... uh, (laughs) She's been doing it for 45 years. She's been the, the, the food service manager at two restaurants that, okay. w- that we opened years ago. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she prepares the food. Every day the whole class goes into the kitchen, and she has everything ready, and she makes the entire noon meal with them. Okay. They can just watch. They can help, ask questions, of course. So by the end of the six days that we're together, they will have watched her make more than 40 recipes. Oh, wait, I'm trying to do the math. 40 recipes, so she's doing more than just preparing the meals while you're there, right? Well, the way she does this is even though the meal's going to have A, B, C, and D, uh-huh. she shows them how to make E, F, G, and H. Ah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. So basically in six days, someone is going to get the foundational educational program from you. From the lectures. And they're going to learn the practical, hands-on stuff from your wife. And we always have a physician with us, like okay. yourself, that volunteers to be with us for a week. And so people have access, if you will, free to a physician for the entire week. And so basically you've got physicians volunteering. You folks are retired. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a program that costs you 10000 a week. No. Uh, it's... Uh, I tell people, uh, David, since you and I both worked there, I say, if you have $6,000 uh, that you can possibly spare and go to Weimar mm-hmm. or one of these other lifestyle programs, do it. They're just fabulous. For the people that can't afford that, ours is $600 for the week. Really? That's all. 
Wow. So we've mentioned several things, several resources you've got. You've got cookbooks. You've got this health center. Uh, let's at this point just get a point of contact. If someone wants to take advantage of educational materials or they're even interested in your program, how do they get a hold of you? Well, if it's all right, I'll give our phone number, but also, also give our website. The Please. phone number is Washington. It's 509 738 4070. Okay, let me see if I got this. 509 area code 738 4070. Correct. Now, now, we've got people, Jim, throughout Indian country that listen to the show, and you're giving us a local number, and some might be thinking, well, I might like to come to that place, but they're trying to figure out just exactly where it is. If they know where the 509 area code is, maybe that's easy, but where are you related? We're actually right across Roosevelt, Lake Roosevelt from the Inchileum Reservation. Oh, okay. And we have natives that have been to our program mm-hmm. and love it. And, of course, we have worked with, like I said, the Navajo people extensively for a number of years. Mm -hmm. So we understand the challenges and uh, have a fair sense of uh, the issues that are meaningful to them. So I think it would be uh, uh, something that would would work very well. And and, uh, our website borrows the name of our latest cookbook. Okay, and what's that? The cookbook has seven secrets, but the website is the word seven, mm-hmm. and then a hyphen, mm-hmm. and then the word secrets. Okay. Dot org. Seven hyphen secrets. Dot org. Oh, okay. And so I'm still I'm still hung up on the geography here, and maybe uh, north of Spokane. Okay, so we're in Spokane, Washington, right now, recording. Yes. How far is it? To your facility? 70 miles. 70 miles. So yeah. you can do it in hour, hour and a half? half? Yes, hour and a okay. half. Okay. So if you're listening to today's show and you're from some far-flung place, if you can get an inexpensive ticket to Spokane. We'll pick you up at the airport. Oh, you will? Yes. Wow. Boy, you guys have got quite the program. <laughs> I mean, I'd heard about your program for a long time. In fact, a physician friend of mine I know was, was doing some work with you up there. But I didn't realize uh, how inexpensively you're delivering things. And uh, if somebody's at the ASI convention, which probably our listeners wouldn't be, there's a discount. And if people register more than a month in advance, there's a $50 discount. Wow. Jim, I know you got some other great life-changing stories and practical principles that we want to talk about in our next segment. Can you stay by for another 15 minutes or so? Sure. Okay, we're going to be back with Jim Brackett. We're not going to just talk about programs he's done and lives that have been changed. We're going to talk about practical things you can do to make a difference in your health. You don't want to miss our next segment of American Indian Living. We will be right back. I'm Dr. DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. My name is Florence A.Q. For lunch today, I had grilled chicken and squash. I am Zuni Indian, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. My name is D. Dakota Denesosi. I turned the TV off and took my nieces and nephews for a walk. We saw two jackrabbits, an eagle, and zero cartoons. I'm from the Dene Nation, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. Science has proven that if we lose as little as 10 pounds by walking briskly for 30 minutes, five days a week, and make healthier food choices, we can prevent diabetes. My name is Barbara Akisakup-Curtis. I'm losing weight and being more active. 
I am Alaskan Inupiaq Eskimo, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. For more information on how to prevent diabetes, talk to your health care provider. For free materials, call the National Diabetes Education Program at 1-800-438-5383 and ask for the power to prevent diabetes. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Meryl Streep. Over the years, I have played some characters you could call controlling, but the truth is, there's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can, colorectal cancer. It affects men and women, and it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., which is astounding, considering it's almost entirely preventable. Here's how. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. For me, screening was simple and quick. It was no big deal, except for the huge sense of relief you feel afterwards. There are several tests that you can choose from. If you're 50 or older, you should talk to your doctor. Decide which one's right for you. Take control. Do everything you can to prevent colon cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose here at the venue of Spokane, Washington, the convention center here, where we're talking with Jim Brackett and other uh, great guests who are here for the ASI International Convention. Jim, you've been sharing with us uh, just some glimpses of your work around the world, but we really want to get down to some of the nitty-gritty. What are you telling people? Why do people want you to come back multiple times to an island like St. Lucia? Or what happens in your programs? Tell us some stories about people's lives who've been changed by the principles that you're demonstrating. Okay, I'll tell you a story and then kind of give you the background of what what we did for this man. Uh, a physician friend of ours was with us in St. Lucia, the island mm-hmm. you mentioned, and uh, we, we were doing this program at the Catholic Retreat Center, and they had just had a women's retreat program, and those folks were leaving as we were kind of setting up, and okay. we bumped into them once in a while to talk for a minute or two, and Dr. McCann uh, got into conversation with this woman, and when she found out we were doing a reversing diabetes seminar... She said, my, my husband's going to have his foot amputated tomorrow morning. Wow. And Dr. McCann said, uh, asked her a few questions, and he said, uh, we might be able to save that foot. Why don't you come to the meeting tonight with your husband? She did, and Dr. McCann examined his foot, and he said to me, I think we can save this foot. Hmm. And um, so in this case, it was an all-day program, Monday, all day, all week long, Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. And by Thursday afternoon, Dr. McCann said to me, that ulcer is granulating. Hmm. It, in other words, it is healing. Right, right. And um, we saved that man's foot. Tremendous. He is today driving his truck still around St. Lucia with both his legs. Wonderful. Free of diabetes. Free of diabetes. So he had diabetes. He had diabetes. That was the problem with that was creating the ulcer, as you well know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the another fabulous part of this story is this. <laughs> There is a radio program on that island. Okay. I, I love the name of this program. It's called That Makes Me Mad. That Makes Me Mad? That's yeah, the name of the show. That's the name of the program. Oh, my. Okay. 
And I've been on that program many times. The, uh -huh. the guy is a great supporter of this kind of work, and he is a he is a extraordinaire in terms of hosting a radio program. Okay. And um, you know, he picks things, topics that are controversial, uh -huh, and uh -huh. that the people can see there's a problem with it, and so he, right. you know, that makes me mad. Right. Well, he found out about this fellow who mm -hmm. um, who who had his foot saved. And he told the whole nation the story, interviewed the fellow and told the whole nation the story. Wow. And so the next time we were on the island, he heard we were there. He said, come on over and do a program. And he tells me this. He, and he, and he, while he's talking to me, of course, he's telling the whole listening audience about this fellow that's still driving his truck around with uh -huh, both his uh -huh. feet, you know. And uh, it's just a, it just is great when the, when the public hears from the leaders, when they hear from the leaders whether they're the talk show hosts or even the, the governor general who in one of our previous talks I've told you, she, uh, when, when, she, when she sent her chef to one of our classes uh, she, and she heard about it and she saw our cookbook, she said, I want you to use this cookbook for everything we do. Feeding me, uh -huh. feeding my staff, all our feeding events and so Tremendous. forth. Well, what did we do for that man? It's so simple, Dave. It's disarming. So, no, wait a minute. It's so simple that anybody listening could actually do it? Yes. Okay, well, we want to hear this because this is the practical stuff. We get them, and some people don't want to hear this, but we get them to uh, change their, uh, the things they make for themselves for the meals from any animal products. We get them to change those to plant products. So wait a minute. So if someone's used to eating mutton, you're going to tell them don't eat the mutton anymore? Yeah, we're going to, instead of, instead of uh, using the lamb or whatever other animal, we're going to teach them to make something to replace it that's delicious. This, okay. this is the one great thing about Neva's, my wife's ability. She, she just makes this, she makes healthy food taste fabulous. And I don't know what it's like in the listener's home right now, but in most of America, when you tell people health food, they think, Ugh, that's bad tasting stuff. No, well, you're right. See, it doesn't have to be. It can be fabulous. And Neva is known all over this country, all over the world, actually, for being able to make healthy food taste good. So um, we don't just tell them to do it. We serve them that food all week long. Okay. And then we show them how to make that food. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we pick plenty of simple recipes. We have other recipes that take more time to make, and they're fancy, and they're beautiful. But you can make things very simply. You can take some, some beautiful cooked brown rice and smother it with, with baked black beans. And on top of that, you put some sour cream that we make. And on top of no, that... Wait, wait a minute. Wait. Sour cream? I mean, this is a dairy product. I thought we, you said we, no. make, we make one that's, not, that's made from nuts. You mean no, no cow's milk? No cow's it. milk. Okay. It's in our book, and it's not difficult. And you put this on top of it. If you can picture this, this brown rice actually looks pretty white. And it needs to be whole grain rice to get them well. If they eat white rice instead of whole grain rice, it's just much more difficult to get well. And then you see this beautiful black boiled beans. And then on top of that, the white sour cream. And then if you can picture cut up tomatoes, red tomatoes all over the top of that. And then you put on the top of that slivered almonds. Okay. And just simple. It's just so simple to cook some rice and some beans, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And, and, and add these things for taste, the tomatoes and... And the nuts for crunchies, and mm. uh, so we could. I could give you know a hundred examples in our latest cookbook. There's 220 recipes in there, and some of them are more complicated. If you want to have a have a dinner for some important person or okay. for a group of people, but a lot of them are very simple. And this is helpful because when you start out, it needs to be simple. 
Otherwise, it's just overwhelming. So let me ask you this, Jim, because we're trying to give people something that they can just take and run with. You're saying one of the foundation principles of your program is just get the animal products out of the diet. Yes. If you want to get over diabetes, my physician friends all say, you can't get well unless you do this. And it's, and, and it's, it's fairly simple if you think about it. Let's say, let's just take grains and say, okay, we're going to use whole grains like brown rice or whole wheat to make our bread instead of refined wheat and white rice. And uh, let's take all these wonderful fruits that are available. Everybody loves fruit. It's delicious. And you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is cut it up. If you want to cook it, it's okay. But most of the fruits we eat are just wonderful, just uncooked. No work at all except to take the peel off, whether it's a banana or an orange or an apple or some grapes or melons or, or uh, strawberries, all kinds of berries. Oh, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, boysenberries, all fabulously good for you. Now, now you got to help me out here because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. And you and I have, have worked together in the past. But some of my patients with diabetes, if they just get the green light on all those fruits and especially start chowing down on the melons and the bananas, a lot of them with diabetes, those sugars are running pretty high. You, you don't give them any instruction? You just let them oh, go yes. free? Oh, okay. oh yes. And here's the, here's the rule of thumb. Okay, please. For every serving of fruit you eat, you have to walk a mile. Okay, so you have to walk a mile. I mean, literally a mile? A mile. So uh, if somebody comes to us and they're really sick and they can't walk very much, we restrict those kinds of things. I see. And if they can walk uh, 100 yards, let's say, we have people that, we have people that weigh 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can only walk 100 feet. This is coming to your retreat yes, here yes. not far from Spokane. Yes. So uh, that's how we work with that. Uh, and and the two com- the two components actually that are so simple is we get them to use plants for their foods, whole, not not refined. Okay. And we have them be active. I don't use the e word because the e word scares people. And the e word is exercise. Exercise. Oh, okay. All we use is the a word, the activity. Okay. They can walk as slow as they want, uh-huh. as long as they go the distance. Okay. And just putting those feet in, or those yards, or those miles, or whatever they can do, does the job. So, so tell us, what happens? You're telling us you know, a story about a guy saving his foot in St. Lucia. You're talking about running this program in Washington State. What happens to people in six days? I mean, do they really see a difference in their blood sugars? Amazing. Listen, uh, we had a fellow come recently. This will blow your mind. His fasting blood sugar was 1,000. 1,000? That's correct. A and glu- he walked in. A glucometer doesn't even measure that. No, no. How did you We're get talking the... about a blood test. Okay, so you sent it off to the lab. Yeah. And um, the physician that was with us was dumbfounded. In fact, you may remember, David, uh, during that week, he was so uncertain as to how to proceed with this. He called you and you gave him some suggestions. Really? Was it helpful? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't remember that story. (laughs) By the end of the week, this is a long story, Uh but by the end of the week, this guy's blood sugar was 200. Wow. Fasting sugar. Now, he was on Humalog, the short-acting, and he was on Lantus, the long-acting. Right, and right. I, I, I could tell our listeners what that's all about. But the point is that he was off of the long-acting insulin. Oh, really? All he was using, it was a little bit of Humalog. Okay. And his fasting sugar was down to 200. He called us about four days later, and he said, my blood sugar this morning was normal. Really? 90 blood sugar. So it's rare 
doctor, that it is that people's blood sugar doesn't drop substantially in just five to six days. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Now, the big question, though, and I know everyone's asking this. I mean, even though compared to some of these higher-end programs, I mean, people could pay 10000 or more yes. to go to some of these yes. residential lifestyle change And programs. if they have the money, I say do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. But if you can't afford that, we'll do it for you for $600 for a week. But, but the big question, yes. I mean, just to be honest with you, we gotta, if you can stay by, I, I want to ask this, and that is how people do over the long haul. We've, we've got to step away. But if you don't have to run, Jim, and my listeners can stay by, we're going to talk more about this. We're talking with Jim Brackett, his website, 7 Secrets. Dot org. Use the use the word seven, not the number use seven. Use the word seven, and uh, you can get more information if uh, you can't tune into the next segment. But Jim, you're not acting like you're going to run off on me. So Jim's going to stay by. We're going to tell you more things you can do to reverse disease processes in your life. Simple things you can do. More information coming right up. I'm Dr. DeRose. Don't go away. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. I'm Karen, and two very important people in my life, my husband and my father, have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a type of irregular heartbeat. People with AFib are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without AFib. Talk with a healthcare professional today about your risk and learn how to manage AFib to prevent a stroke. Visit stroke.org AFib to learn more. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Mira Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You are back with Dr. David DeRose at the venue of the Convention Center in Spokane, Washington. It is ASI 2015. We're recording in 
August of 2015 here at this exciting venue. People from all over the world literally here talking about things that can totally transform people's lives. I'm sitting actually at a booth next to a teepee. It's a Native ministry booth that is being uh, staffed by folks, uh, Native Americans especially, who are living in the Pacific Northwest. Across from me is Jim Brackett. He is also calling this part of the country home right now. If you've been with us for the first half of today's program, Jim has been telling us some amazing success stories. Lives change in a matter of days when people follow a healthier lifestyle. Jim, the million-dollar question and, and the argument that I hear from many of my professional colleagues is, sure, you can take people, bring them somewhere for six days, feed them different yeah, they'll get better, but no one will keep doing that when they get home. Is that true? Is there no success stories? Oh, that's not true. It is, it is challenging, Dave, as you know from your background, for people to do something that they see. And in a sense, it's true. It's so radically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lady come to us one time from Redding, California. She uh, is a hygienist that works for one of my former students. I used to be a high school teacher. Okay. And uh, she was so excited. She heard from him. Uh-huh. She came with her husband. They loved it. She has diabetes. She went home. She called us four months later and said, I need to come back. Hmm. She came back, and this is what she said, David. She said, I don't know a single person that does this. Huh. So this, this is certainly an unusual lifestyle. And it's complicated by the fact that there are lots of people out there that want to sell you products and have you on a lifestyle, and, and, and people are confused because one doctor says this and one doctor says that. You can get a television program, Dr. DeRose, where two physicians disagree with each other. No, it's true. No question. So what is the poor layperson going to do? But those people who have been through one of these programs and have learned how to do it and follow it are wonderful testimonies, if you will, that this program works. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, right here in this area, I was here 31 years ago and did a lecture series, part of which I did some lectures on uh, this very thing, on how to get well from what we call chronic conditions like Mm -hmm. hypertension and diabetes and fibromyalgia and so forth. And uh, she and her husband, they loved it, but they didn't do it. Oh, you mean so they went They came to this lecture 31 years ago. Okay. And... uh, Strangely enough, 31 years later, we moved to the area. Mm-hmm. And she comes to another lecture series that I did on healthy living. She went home and her husband said, nothing doing. I want my meat and potatoes. Okay. But, but he was impressed the first time he heard it 30 yeah. years before? Yeah, he came every night. He said, I came here just to listen to the lecture on health because I was talking on some other areas as well. But uh, he didn't want to change. It wasn't long before he died. Mm. Sadly enough, they both had diabetes. They were both overweight. Both had hypertension and other issues. But now that he was gone, she came to another lecture series I did. Okay, so the third time. Third now. time. And when she heard, that was just one evening, actually. Mm-hmm. She enrolled in our live-in or our residential program where we take people on our property. They live in a real nice little cottage. And then we have the, the main hall where people come for lectures and for the meals and so forth. This is the six-day program. The six-day program about. we've mentioned before, and um, she'd had diabetes type two, of course, with for 15 years. I can't recall her numbers. They were, they were high. They weren't extremely high. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe she had a blood sugar of 260 or something, uh, postprandial. That is to say, after a meal, and maybe her fasting sugar was 190 or whatever. But 
it was certainly a serious case of diabetes. So she, she came to the program and she went home determined to follow it. She could see that it was doable. Mm-hmm. And um, in a course of about a year and a half, she lost 80 pounds. 80 pounds, 80, a year and a half. A year and a half, 80 pounds. And if you divide that by the number of weeks, she was losing about two pounds a week, which we consider to be just about right on target. You don't want to lose weight too fast. There's, no, a, right. there's other issues. Right. And um, she was off all her medication except her, because her A1C was still a touch high, her physician wanted her to stay on a, a little, is it glipizide? I think that she he still has her taking a little bit of. But um, we see that sometimes in people that are older, especially they've had diabetes for a long, long time. But she's essentially a well person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, this has been five years now. She still follows the program diligently. Wow. Every time we hold a session, we ask her, would you like to come and spend a part of a day and have a meal with us and tell your story? Oh, yes, yeah, she shows up. Huh. And she says, look at me. I did it. You can do it. And she tells her story of how she, for all her life, she was a meat and potatoes lady and her husband was a meat and potatoes man. And boy, they were both sick because of it. Mm. It's funny we say potatoes. Potatoes are actually really good food. <laughs> it's the problem of what we put on the potatoes, right, as right. you well know. Right. Uh, the average American takes, American takes 150 calorie potato and adds 400 calories of gravy and butter. Wow. This is bad news. It doesn't sound like a, a good prescription <laughs> no, at all. No, it doesn't. But we have some very nice things to replace those high calories. A nice gravy made from uh, nuts and huh. very tasty with herbs. And, um, and we love to put, there's all kinds of things in our cookbook that you could choose to put on there. We like to cut up uh, an onion into little tiny pieces. It gives mm-hmm. some wonderful crunch to that gravy and mm. that potato. And what? And there's all kinds of possibilities. Well, let's, let's just stop right there because you've been telling us uh, about so many wonderful things to eat. And if people haven't eaten recently, they might even be getting hungry as they've been listening to the show. Hopefully they're headed home uh, if they're listening on the radio and, and just looking forward to a good meal. I've mentioned already on the show that your wife is not, uh, you know, I know her personally. She's not only a gracious person, a very competent cook, but, I mean, there's some great cookbooks, and that's through the eyes of my wife, who's the cook in our home, and my daughter, uh, who, uh, who shares in some of those responsibilities. How does someone put their hand on one of these resources? Well, you can get our cookbook much cheaper if you go on Amazon. And oh, okay. buy a used one. Now, I tell people don't do that because that's our livelihood. Get on my website and order our cookbook. And not only will you get uh, the signature from the author, but you'll get our personal phone number. So whenever you have a problem with any recipe, you just call up. I mean, are you serious? I am serious. And Neva has taught, listen, this is not an exaggeration, hundreds and hundreds of people in the restaurant and thousands and thousands of people in classes. She knows where people make mistakes. I listen to her time after time. Somebody will call up and say, I tried this and it's a mess. And she'll start asking questions. And within two or three questions, she has nailed what the problem was. Wow. And she's so humble. She acts like she doesn't know anything, you know, but she'll say, I think if you did this and that, it would change that. So, uh, for, for the full price of, Oh, around uh, I think our, they they sell for sixteen ninety five on our website. Okay, and there's a there's a shipping charge, so it's pretty close to around twenty dollars. Um, you get this the latest edition, and by the way, a lot of times the used book on Amazon is going to be an older edition, and it doesn't have okay. all the updates and so forth. But you get this privilege 
of any time you want, you can call the author. That is amazing. And uh, she is just astonishing, David. She is astonishing at her ability to pinpoint what went wrong. Well, I didn't know that came with the deal. Yeah. I'm going to have to let my wife yeah. know, you know, <laughs> give Neva a call if she's got a problem. So let me ask you this. If someone is going to buy one cookbook, is there is there one that you recommend? Because I know you've got several. Well, I think our latest cookbook is the is the best of three. There are people that came by that we have a booth here at this at this venue mm-hmm. you mentioned, and one of them said, "Well, I love that second cookbook." Okay. <laughs> but uh, Seven Secrets is really an outstanding book, and I certainly would recommend that. Okay, Seven Secrets is the name of the cookbook, and Jim and Neva Brackett are the authors, If you right? Google her name or the name of that cookbook, you'll get 10,000 hits at least. Okay, so the, the name begs the next segment in this presentation because there's seven secrets. Now, is it, uh, would it be a spoiler to tell us what the secrets are? No, I can, I can make a shot at it. It would be better for Neva, but I can make a shot okay. at it. Okay, well, so, so tell us. Oh, okay, well... One of the secrets, for example, is to replace uh, the sweetening that most people use, just plain sugar, to replace it with natural sweeteners, dates, raisins, uh, sweet fruit, Uh and sometimes we'll actually use, and it's a partly refined product, we'll use a concentrated fruit juice to sweeten a pie or something, Okay. and um, it turns out that you can make things very tasty with a lot less sweetening besides. So uh, we make ice cream. Man, I love ice cream, but of course, the way the the way the companies make it, it's it's uh, it's death in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can make a really nice ice cream out of rice and cashew nuts, and sweeten it with fruit. Huh. And we served that at our restaurant for ten years. People loved it. I one person out of ten years, a, a young person, said, oh, "I don't know if I like this." Oh, really? Everybody else just thinks it's wonderful. And they come back for seconds and thirds. Oh, yeah. And uh, now, I'm not saying it's okay to eat five cups of this. Okay, fair enough. Every Sunday morning at our house, Dave, we have uh, waffles with ice cream on them. Our healthy waffles and our healthy ice cream. Uh-huh. And, the, and the recipes for both are in the book. In fact, there's three different recipes for ice cream in the book. And uh, if I'm a good boy, then we get it one more morning during the week. Oh, okay. Well, I, I hope you're being good. <laughs> So that's one secret. So basically, the cookbook walks us through these practical things that we can do. Exactly. It, it starts out with the opening page. Actually, there's an, two articles by myself, one on diabetes, one on activity. Okay. I, I'm sorry, one on weight control. Uh-huh. And then in the front of the page there are the seven secrets listed. And then you go all the way through the book with all these recipes where she applies these. Now, do I understand correctly, you just don't have books, but people can actually also tap into... Uh, videos that you have are they online all of my lectures are available for purchase uh at our website and so are the so are the cookbooks our second cookbook is available there as an ebook it is out of print oh you can get that on amazon for around a hundred dollars if you a hundred (laughs) dollars i've seen it as high as 170 really sometimes there's one on there for 30 or 40 but Uh just get it from us for the regular price uh, as an ebook, okay. it looks great on a computer. It's really super on an iPad. It's uh, the presentation huh. on an iPad is just fabulous. Okay. And, uh, and what's the title of that book? It's uh, most people call it the Five Loaves book. The actual oh, okay. na- the actual name is Best Gourmet Recipes from the Chefs of Five Loaves Deli and Bakery. Okay, well, I know we've got that one around too. Yes, yes. So so that print copy, if if we come into hard times, you, you can might sell be able... it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good, Jim. Well, listen, before we wind up this segment, we definitely want to give people some more practical things that they can do. You've, you've, you've cast a vision. It's activity. It's diet. But in six days, I know enough about you that there's a little bit more to the program than just that. 
You know, I wish I had more time, Dave. I'll say this much. A couple of things, perhaps. Uh, the American public is, there's two problems. They're misinformed and mm-hmm. they're uninformed. And there's lots of people out there that want to sell you ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are looking for a pill. They want to get one thing that will fix their problems. And it just, it doesn't exist. It never will exist. You've got to make these changes. It has to become part of your life. And if you will use plants for your foods, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, legumes, there's okay. 16,000 varieties of beans. How many? 16,000. I didn't realize If you don't like many. this kind of bean, there's 15,999 wow. others. That is amazing. <laughs> and if you become active and you want to work up, you want to do it slowly, you want to uh-huh. work up to four miles a day. You shouldn't go out and walk that the first day, but eventually... By adding a few hundred feet each day, you can walk four miles in one day. Wow. Jim, in pieces. You can do it in pieces. You don't have to do it right, all at right, once. Right. Walk as slow as you want. Tremendous stuff. we got to run. Let me give that contact information one more time. The phone number, 509-738-4070. I got Correct. that right? Correct. And one more time, the website. The word seven with a hyphen and the word secrets.org. So it's seven hyphen secrets.org. Jim, thanks so much. We'll be back with another segment in today's edition of American Indian Living. Don't go away. One more segment, another great guest joining us on today's show. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once. There's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org, a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. We are here to say a word about cancer. When you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, be positive. Be supportive. That's it. Stop right there. Don't start telling them about your Uncle Vern. Or the next-door neighbor. Don't be grim. Try not to disappear, either. Don't cross to the other side of the street. Don't stop calling. Don't cry. Don't ever say, you're living my worst nightmare. You know who you are. Here's the important part. Be positive. Be positive. Se positivo. Say these words. You will do great. Keep calling. Check in. Be a friend. Or be a new friend. Be a supportive. Positive friend. Smile. Try not to be afraid. Or act afraid. Fear is not useful. Be a funny, hopeful human being. If you come across cancer, let it transform you into your most positive self. And inspire. Urge. Fortify. Rally. Encourage someone to do great. This message brought to you by Cancer Survivors. For more information, to hear stories or share your own, visit DoGreatCampaign.com. Do great. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. 
Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose in the Spokane Convention Center. We're recording this show in August of 2015. Across from me is Lisa Quaid. Lisa, you have been making a difference for families and especially children for a number of years. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Well, it, uh, I would say it began back when I was just a child. In fact, um, one of my favorite memories is when I was four years old and I heard, heard footsteps coming down the hallway. Uh-huh. And it was my father coming home. It was late evening, and he was carrying a box. I was already in bed, and I was, of course, curious what he had in the box. I saw something fuzzy and white peeking over the, the edge of the top of the box. Okay. And as he got close, uh, I peered inside, and there were two white little lambs. Whoa. He had found two little orphan lambs at a farm and brought them home so I could be mother to them and raise them and feed them by bottle. They're called bummer lambs. Huh. And that just started a whole train of... Very special memories uh, for me. One thing I noticed very quickly is that as I would feed those little lambs a bottle of warm milk, it didn't take them long to bond to me at all. And they just mm. wanted to follow me, be with me wherever I went. Really? And it was it was so much fun, you can imagine, as uh-huh, a child. Uh-huh. And um, we had a whole flock of sheep. But these two were especially different in that they wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. And my mother... Um, she planted a lot of seeds in my heart as a child, and I think that's important for parents to remember is whatever you put in a child's heart at a very young age, it's going to come out later in life. Okay. And uh, one of those things was, she said, you know, I don't think you're just always going to be out here in the barn, you know, feeding these sheep and, and doing your chores. You know, I think when you get uh, older, I think you're going to have a special work to do for children. Hmm. You know, they're they're like little lambs, too. They have special needs. Uh, helping families, especially in ministering to children. And she planted that seed. Uh-huh. And uh, little did I know really h- how far reaching that would be. But through my teens and into my early 20s, um, that burden really grew on my heart just to to help families and especially through helping their children. Now, I know you've had a huge impact. And, and part of the way I know that is because we have some friends in a very distant place that uh, are actually using materials, things that you've developed, and mm-hmm. making a difference in, in raising uh, a child in their home. Tell us just what you do. How are you helping families? What resources do you have? Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's in a number of ways. Uh, one way is that I have traveled a lot, holding programs for children. Okay. And... Um, then those programs are also recorded so that they're mm-hmm. available like on DVD so that parents can take advantage of them in the home. And uh, also we put them on our website so parents can play them for their children. And one of the focuses of our programs is um, on health for children, how children can enjoy um, better health, clearness of mind, excel in their studies at school, um, just be happier and have a you know better dispositions all the way around. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, parents listening say, "Oh, well, this is great stuff." But yes. when you talk with the average child about health, I mean, it just doesn't connect with them. I mean, do kids actually like watching this stuff on health? 
well, I just had some children come up to me today and they were just, I mean, that's, uh, I was trying to get over here and they were coming up to me telling me, I love your programs. I've been watching them. And okay. um, one mom came up, she said, well, my 12 year old daughter, she watched your programs over and over and you won't believe what she's doing now. She's doing the same thing. She's teaching children. Really? And so I found that, yes, it is effective. I think if we use the right methods and um, children can be captivated with things that are important to them. So one of the resources you have are DVDs. So yes. there, uh, someone can just purchase that, put it right into their DVD player, or their right. computer. Uh-huh. You also have stuff that's online? We do on our website. That's uh, www.childrensministryplace.com. Children's? Uh-huh. No apostrophe, just an S. Ministry. Ministry. Place. Uh-huh. .com. .com. And there's a lot of um, free videos that can be watched there, coloring pages that can be downloaded by parents for their children to do, um, and also helps to equip parents and teachers to do the same work that we do. Wow. So you've got these resources at childrensministryplace.com. Yes. They can purchase things. They can use free things that are there on the website. That's right. And the kids like them. Yes. But what are they learning that's healthy? Because, I mean, we've... We just had a guest on the show, and he was talking about how, you know, one person will say this is healthy. Someone else will say something different. Um, are you teaching them that, you know, drinking Pepsi instead of Coke is a good health habit? Well, we try to um, definitely educate them to what the effect of different things is on their body. Okay. You know, like sugar, you know, okay. what what actually happens. And we explain it, and we just bring it right down to, you know, Mr. B and Mr. T and their armies and what happens in their body, you know, simplifying the, you know, B lymphocyte and the T lymphocyte oh, and all, okay. all the, you know, the high technical uh, health lingo that doctors use. We just simplify it and make it fun for the children to understand what's actually taking place huh. in their body, you know, when they eat that ice cream cone or... You know, when they drink that Coca-Cola or, um, you know, have that candy bar. What's what's happening? Why do they get sick? Why do they get a cold? So you're educating the kids to use less of those sugar-sweetened things. Yes. And, uh, and to understand why. Okay, you excellent. Know, so that they're not just, oh, mom and dad say no. But, you know, they make the choice. And oftentimes I find them educating mom and dad. <laughs> no, I mean, this is powerful, Lisa. And. I so appreciate you mentioning it because over the years, as I've worked with adults, mm -hmm. many of them tell me they never understood why. Yeah. You know, people told them to do this. So you're starting kids at an early age, trying to teach them healthy lifestyle habits. Besides some of the dietary things, what other important health messages are you trying to communicate? Well, we, um, we have a special project that children uh, work on when they come to our program. And it's a highlight for them. It's it's kind of like their own health book that they build oh, okay. over time as they come. And each one of the pages is kind of like a craft project. Uh -huh. They color and glue on things, and it's hands-on. But each one of the pages goes through um, what I call eight keys to health. Oh, okay. Eight different keys. Nutrition, of course, diet, what they eat um, is one of those keys. But there's exercise, there's water, sunshine. Uh, temperance, you know, just the right amount of the good and not any of the bad. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, air, rest, and then, you know, children need to have a form of trust. Um, there's there's a lot of things to worry and trouble a child in the world today. That's true. A lot of things they have to deal with in school. And how do they deal with 
with worry and trouble and loss and uh-huh. sorrow and um, you know where do they turn? And, and you so cover those things. All those things. So you know, mental health, physical health, um, and the children are excited about it. You know, one of the places where the so-called rubber meets the road mm-hmm. is parents' reaction. Yes. The real thing, I'm, and, and this is a difficult question to ask, but do you get some parents that are upset that you're teaching their kids things that they don't really approve of? I've had it happen on occasion or two. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and what did they take exception with? Do you remember? Um, I think one uh, one thing was an article of diet where, you know, we were educating the children as to, you know, what this particular food did to their system. And you know, the children were so receptive. They were like, oh. That's why I have allergies and I'm sneezing. My nose is running, uh-huh. and you know that's that's why. And then they're saying, "No, you know, mom, it's weakening my immune system. You know that keeps me healthy." And um, well, it must have been a favorite with the parent. I <laughs> see. Children, I find overall are just so much more accepting and ready to uh-huh. latch on and, uh-huh. and, and believe what you teach them, and they'll run with it, uh-huh. even at a sacrifice to themselves. Wow. And um, well, parents, you know, I, I think of it like this. They're kind of like my sheep. They're hmm. more set in their ways, a little bit more stubborn. Um, it's a little harder to change them. Their habits are more deep-rooted. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with, with time, those habits get uh, more more firmly fixed. <laughs> Makes me think of a sheep we had when I was growing up. Her, we named her Miss Stubborn. Okay. When she, when she was uh, determined to get somewhere, uh, she stood there and pushed and t- <laughs> oh really? Until you, you either physically uh, restrained her or what? But she was um, kind of like some some adults, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're just a little harder to reach. But uh, hey, through their kids, you grabbed her lamb, and and you took her lamb with you, and she would follow. Wow. So you know, through the children, even parents who maybe are having a harder time with some of these things mm-hmm. that you know they really deep down know they should be doing. Um, they can be reached, and that's that's really our goal through the ministry is is healing the whole family. Tremendous, Lisa. It sounds like you're doing a great work, and like I said, I've heard about your work from other people that it's made a difference for. One more time, how does someone get a hold of you or take advantage of some of the resources you have? Well, definitely through our website, and that's www.childrensministryplace.com, or you can also uh, give us a call on the phone. And what's that number? And that number is 509-738-2454. Okay. Well, we've got to run. We're just about out of time. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Hopefully you've enjoyed today's show. The message that I heard clearly, it's never too late, never too young, never too old. You can change your lifestyle. You can have better health. For all of us with American Indian Living, I'm Dr. David DeRose wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Service.